With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, let's bring in our next guest, our friend, Lance Lynn from the White Sox, joining us right now. Too bad there's nothing to talk about today. Lance, how you doing, man? You traveling? You're not driving, though. Just You always have to do the no. disclaimer before you start. No, no, I'm at the ballpark in the in the players' lot, so just chill. No, are you, I was wondering if you were in the drive-thru getting a salad somewhere for us. <laughs> yeah, there's no drive-thru salad places I've found on the way to the ballpark, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> you know what was funny? So last time we had you on was like, whatever, three weeks ago, and I brought up how there's some dumb local radio hosts that are like calling out reasoning for, oh, why isn't Lance pitching well? Like, Maybe it's the pitch clock or something. Remember, I asked you that, and I was like, yo, I'm seeing some crap. And you were like, yeah, I always work fast. I'm good. And then, of course, Steve Stone calls you out a few hours later. So people were like, oh, did you ask him because of of that? And I was like, no, we just were paying attention to other things and asked him. So we asked the question and got it out of the way before the shitty comment was made, which obviously you had a good time with. Yeah. Uh, you know, unfortunately, like you said, the other's going to be people that uh, make up narratives in their head and then, uh, you know, they speak, uh, you know, out of turn on things they don't know anything about. And that's what happened during that time. See, he's a veteran. He answers so veteran. No, he, he said I, like they had a conversation. I know, I know, I know, I know right? the whole story. I, we talked about it the other day when I saw I did their game on Saturday. Can but... you give us a little bit on, on our show here? Like, so, I mean, just Lance, for broadcaster Lance said Steve purposes. apologized and he accepted his apology. It's that simple. He just went to him and said, hey, my bad. I wasn't thinking. Did, did you like. Well, Lance charged up to the booth and threatened him. He had him by the neck over the railing. <laughs> and Steve's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's not denying it. You guys got me? <laughs> Sorry, cut out there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Right, yeah. Um, well, hold on. Do you know what your ERA is at the moment? Devil. What's that? Do you know what your ERA is at the moment? It's not good. It's north of way north of what I want it to be. No, it's six 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 right now. So we need that to go down because that's a bad number. We got maybe we got to get it off there one way. Hopefully, it's it's south. When he yeah, goes south so, of that real quick. Yes, but he got a great ovation last night. Pitched yeah. great. Seven innings, one run. Pitched really well. And they needed it, too, against the Guardians. Against a team, good team. Because that's a team that everybody – Or it should be a good team. True. But that's that's the team that everybody says is going to win this division, kind of going away after they won it last year. And it was the whole thing. Remember when they the, the Guardians won last year and in their celebration there was some fire Tony La Russa chants and F the White Sox and – a whole lot of stuff going on in their celebration. So the, they, they match up, and they have Beaver going. Guardians had Beaver, their guy, and White Sox whacked him. Mm-hmm. Chiefs hit a ball that might never come down. Luis Robert hit a ball, a fourth straight game with a home run. So the, it, it was a state. I want to ask Lance, that was a statement game last night for the White Sox to say, hey, and Gavin Cheats after the game said, we're not done. We're still in the middle of this. We still have a chance, which I agree with because no one in the Central has run away, and no team, as you've said repeatedly, is that great. So – they start clawing back in. They're, they're going to be right there just like the Cardinals. Like, I wonder how many actual games back <coughs> they are in the division at the moment. So it's seven and a half? 
nine. Nine. Okay. That's still not not dead. Fifteen and twenty eight. Twins at twenty four and nineteen. Twins had a nice win actually yesterday over Kershaw. The Dodgers and Kershaw. They got him out pretty early. Just saying. Uh, yeah. Understood. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-oh. Lance coming back in a sec. I mean, he can go in the stadium, and there's Wi-Fi in the stadium. Are you sure? I've been there. Didn't it used to be called U.S. Cellular? Oh, oh nice yeah. and clear. Oh, he looks good. Nice and clear. Hey, Picture's great. I heard that. You say that there's Wi-Fi, but that Wi-Fi is what's cutting in and out. I had to get off of it. <laughs> oh, now you're just on the phone, right? <laughs> yeah, just on the phone. There oh, you go. Hey, tell Jerry to pay for your Wi-Fi. Upgrade that <laughs> Wi-Fi package. I think you got to be hard connected still here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your birthday was last Friday. What did you do for it? Because, I mean... As at least as a pitcher, not playing every day, so you can at least plan something. No, no, you can't. Especially when you have a night game, there's uh, not a whole. You can't go to dinner. You can't do anything. Um, but the family had a little uh, dinner for me on the off day on Monday, so it was uh, good. Uh, you know, all the kids uh, saying happy birthday and all that good stuff. Uh, when you get old, you stop. You stop celebrating them, uh, especially after like thirty. They don't count anymore. That's <laughs> the way I try to see it. I think it should be the opposite. You're like, yo, look at me, still going strong. Whether it's just someone like me in life or you actually in the bigs. Yeah, truthfully, but you don't want anybody to know actually how old you are because like, eventually they start putting a time stamp on you. You're like, man, you're getting to the end. And I'm like, nah, I got plenty of years left. So I'm not going to tell you how old I am until I'm done. How many years do you want to play or more if, if you had to just put a rando number on it? Uh, I would say right now, the, you know, the idea is just to make it to the next one every year when you get to this point. But, uh, you know, always the goal, the original goal was always to, to 38. I don't know why that number sticks out. So um, two year, two more years for sure is the hope. Um, and then kind of see how you feel, see where the kids are at uh, school-wise, sports-wise, you know, whatever you need. Um, you know, a lot of things are going to be going on when I get to that age to where family's going to need me a lot more um, coming up. So that's kind of the, the thought right now. One of the keys, I think, recently has been saying, fuck the sweeper. And you told us that last time, and you were like, I gave up a dinger off that pitch. And then next outing we watched, I think you didn't use it anymore. And I don't think you've used it since, correct me if I'm wrong. I was looking through the, the pitch usage. Yeah, I gave up a hit on it last night, too. So uh, it's still in the doghouse. Uh, that's where we're at with it. Uh, it's starting to look better. I did get a strikeout one game. Uh, with it so it's you know it's it's hit or miss right now it either uh, gives up a hit or strikes someone out so I'd like it to uh, be more uh, more of the ability to uh, you know get outs with it on more of a more of a more of a basis that's uh, more of my liking hey remember he said fuck the sweeper and now he's throwing the sweeper he also said he wants to make it to 38 well Tom Brady said he was going to play till he was 45 he just quit too so yeah but he made it to what 43 44 yeah but I mean he was what 43 when he ended so I mean anything over 40 you just sometimes you start talking crazy when you get over 40 45 (laughs) was was a little nuts so you know I'm in a good spot to get to 38 
Um, and then, you know, you see where you're at after that. But, you know, that was always my goal. And you know how it is, AJ, when you when you get to the big leagues, your goal is to get to arbitration and free agency. And then you're like, okay, you know, what's going to be enough? Um, I think 38 is kind of that, that point where I, back when I played with you years and years ago, when you were old, I was thinking, I, I, I think I was 38 that long. I think I was 38 when we played together, so <laughs> it was pretty close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was the number back in the day. I don't know why. It's just one of those things where, like, all the guys that, like, you know, I played with, I respected, that have long careers. Like, 38 was that kind of that number where it's like, hey, I could probably give it another year, but I'm not trying to be miserable leaving. True. I made it two more after that. So. Yeah, and Brady, I've been told, made it to 45. He turns 46 in August. Oh, so okay. he did make it. He made so. it. Ha. Yeah. From Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, he's really showing me, man. <laughs> yeah, Tom he's showing, just showing me and Lance. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Lance, yeah. Lance, when you were when you didn't pay for your Wi-Fi and we have to now pay for your Wi-Fi, uh, we we're talking about the win last night, not only the way you pitched, but was that a message to the Guardians? They had Beaver going, you you were pitching for the White Sox and you guys whooped their ass last night. She hit the ball. I mean Louis Robert hits a home run every game. Was that kind of a message saying, Hey, we're not done yet and we have a chance still in this division? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, I haven't pitched the way that I wanted to so far. So you're playing a division opponent uh, that gave us trouble last year. So you want to get after them. Um, offensively, you're you're facing Bieber, who you know has always been really good against us. So all in all, we showed what we're capable of. Now we just got to do it day in and day out, and that's where we're at. And that's going to be the the main thing moving forward. How can we do things day in and day out to win games? Hey, Lance, the fans have been waiting for this because I promised. We're doing a giveaway, okay? And we kind of teased it last time. You have it? Right. Is that it? There you go. Right here. It is a signed... Clank ball. <laughs> clank ball. Clank ball, yeah. It is the clank ball. Actually, hey, social team, that's what we need to call it now. The clank yeah. ball, is it already signed by both of you? Signed oh, by there both we go. of us and authenticated and has the sticker. Signed and authenticated. First pitch thrown out there's for the one. White Sox season. There's both signatures. On opening day. On opening day, and there's the authentication. And just, just this showing is the years and years of AJ behind the plate. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Lance. I just want to get on the record now because the, the signatures aren't authenticated. But mm -hmm. Lance, you did sign this ball for me when I saw you on Saturday, correct, Clank? Yes. <laughs> okay. I just want that's on the record. He he was he was stretching. I don't know why, but he was yeah, stretching was, in the training room. My, I, you guys just said I was old. You guys stretch the older you get. Hell yeah. And we just showed the GoPro so, footage. I was getting and all ready that. for my bullpen. He came in and bugged me like he always does when he comes to town. <laughs> and we got it done, though. That's Every, good work. Everybody says, Oh, you can't go back there. I'm like, Where's your credential? I said, See that World Series ring? That's my credential. I'll go wherever I want. <laughs> You're that guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'll go wherever Especially I want. Here. Kids. Everybody knows when AJ's in town when he's here. That's for sure. No, no surprise. So, so for everyone watching, there's your three easy steps to win that first pitch ball. I would say, Yes, we got to switch. For the next time we put the graphic up, the clank ball, how to win the clank ball, follow FT's YouTube page or subscribe to it. Apply to our giveaway tweet with a screenshot showing your follow. And the winner gets announced next Wednesday. You got one week. White Sox are a part of this too. So good luck to everyone. Okay. So I want to get the pitcher, the veteran pitcher's perspective here. Domingo Herman gets tossed from the game yesterday. He had been checked by the same ump crew. This shit's important because then Max has a situation which we think is different from the situation from yesterday. They they showed like some crap on his pants, not literal crap, but wanted to get your thoughts on what went down. What could be, I mean, 
Perhaps he thought it was dip. But what did you think of all of that? And where are we at with sticky stuff now? I think that you're. I think the big thing of all of it when it all started was to see uh, where guys were at, uh, whether it was spin rates and all that, to see if they're uh, going down when they when the check started what, a couple years ago. Now, um, now it's like I feel like you're getting like some guys have gotten opportunities to. I guess he got an opportunity to wipe it off and or whatever he had and didn't, and then came out and said that there's more stickiness than ever. Did he get? Did I see it correctly that he got thrown out going back out to the mound? Yes. He was coming out of the dugout. So, I, in my opinion, like, you get thrown out going back out to the mound, like, that's just stupidity. I don't know what he's got going on or anything like that. He says that, you know, he's not doing anything wrong. So, I don't know uh, him personally. It's one of those things where if you get – you got to almost go above and beyond to make sure uh, after you get warned or whatever to make sure you don't do it. But, uh, you know, I think every guy's different. Everybody's got, uh, you know, different rods and things and, and that in that nature. So, uh, but when you get told to do something coming off and then it seems like nothing changed coming back out, uh, you're going to get in trouble. There's no other way to say it. Um, and that's that's pretty much what it looked like. Like I said, I didn't, I've not seen the thing all the way through. I just know that when you get popped coming out of the dugout, going back out, that's uh you know you can't really say that you have rosin on your hands because unless you're sitting there putting rosin on in the dugout which i've never seen before so i don't know it was the same umpires let's not forget that last time he got checked and they told him to go wash the the game rocco baldelli got kicked out of it was the same umpiring crew so they they were already on high alert they say right he said last time they checked him that that is what he does he puts the rosin on his hands before he comes out there which i'm like why <laughs> Well, I think you you if you in that if you in that practice, I think that you you had then you can have more of a hey everyone sees me put the rosin on on me on the mound and how I go about it and that's what I do. So um, you know I like I said I don't I don't know him. Uh, when I was in New York, uh, I barely crossed paths with him when I was there. Um, don't know uh, anything that he used then or anything now. But you know. If you're putting stuff on in the dugout before, that's kind of what they want you to get away from anyways. It's, hey, here's what's behind the mound. This is what everybody gets to use, and, and let's uh, go compete against each other uh, on a fair basis. What, what do you use? Spider tack? Pine tar? What do you, what do you use? Dip? No. Uh, I, I, uh, I got rosin and good old-fashioned uh, sweat. Uh, huh. when, you, when you eat enough red meat and, and drink some vodka and all that during the week, you sweat out differently than other people, so it works well for me. <laughs> <laughs> Ranch dressing, maybe? I don't know. Thousand Island? What are we using here? No, I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, vinaigrette person on my salads. That's the best way to go about it, you know? So, a nice salmon Caesar too, every once in a while. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I like that. So, so yeah. my question on this is, afterward, they talk to James Hoy, the umpire, the crew chief, gets to address, like, one pool reporter. And he said it was, like, the stickiest he, he's ever felt a hand when he was doing the hand checks. Okay. He then said it was not rosin. He's like, that was not rosin. I know what rosin is. It doesn't get sticky like that. That's the only part where I think now MLB is just letting it linger. Because Scherzer, who said, I swear on my kids' lives, I was only using sweat and rosin. But you actually, according to the rules, can use too much sweat and rosin. That's what got him in trouble. So I don't want to lump those two together. I think they're separate cases. I also think an umpire saying... Sweat and rosin can't get sticky. 
has not seen multiple demonstrations done, but if you use enough of that shit and get it real sticky and get the sweat on there, like we've seen the demos, you can actually get it really sticky. So don't you think we're kind of all over the place right now? Yeah, and unfortunately, to be honest with you, everybody sweats differently, uh, and that's just the truth of it. We have guys that uh, sweat and rosin is, some guys get a little bit more feel than others, and it's just sweat and rosin. So I don't really know how you can please that you're pretty much saying, hey, you can use your sweat because it's not as sticky as that guy's sweat. So I I think that there's going to be a fine line there. But like I said, if you're doing everything on the mound and they see it, like that's where I think that's the main thing that we're trying to get is, hey, here's what's behind the mound. Here's what everybody's using. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things, whatever uh, you're able to get out of it, uh, then that's then that's the way it's going to go. Um and I think that's the, the number one thing. It's like for me, I use the rosin that's behind the mound, and that's it. Here we go, and I just get after it. And I think and that's I think that's going to be the number one thing to sit, to save anybody. Is like, hey, you're you're literally looking at everything that I'm doing. I'm not doing anything in the dugout or nothing. This is this is what I'm doing. I'm using what the rosin that you put out there before the game, and that's it. If an ump comes up to you and says, "Sorry, dude, too much sweat with your rosin right now. Too much." steak and vodka during the week what do you say back it's like well it's like what do you what do you want me to do like i can't wipe sweat off when i'm sweating uh things of like that nature so when you look at it that way it's like okay you're starting down a slippery slope that you can't do anything so we're gonna have to have a sweat towel on the back of the, the mound then we're gonna have to have more time on the clock to wipe sweat away like there's a lot of slippery like there's a lot of there's a lot of ways this could go um, but when it's all said and done, if you are using what they give you behind the mound and that's it, I think that's that's where, you know, it's pretty much says, hey, we're watching him. That's what it is. He's using the rosin behind the mound and there's there's no rosin being administered in the dugout or things like that. We're watching him do it. And that's the way it goes. I think I think that's what we're all, all trying to get at. Right. Everybody's doing that. Everybody has the rosins behind the mound. That's it. And then whatever whatever you can do you 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 know you do it and you go out there and pitch with what you have now tell your real answer dude if, if an umpire comes up and says yeah you're sweating too much and you know you're only using rosin you know you're grabbing your nuts and saying fuck <laughs> off dude come feel them i mean let's be There's serious a, you're not well, giving them like, that oh you well me, you know if you yeah if you're telling me hey you you're you're sweating too much and all that it's like well that's you know i'm out here pitching that's my job so you're telling me not to do my job and things of that nature. So, you know, I've never had an issue with, with anything uh, with this. I've actually enjoyed the checks and getting rid of the spider tacks and all the stuff that other people were using. Because there were some, I saw some outrageous things uh, in the past. And then now you just say, hey, here's the rosin. Go get what, uh, you know, go get it and whatever you can uh, naturally get from the rosin. And that's what you get. And then you just go, go compete. That's the, that's the way I was taught coming up. I, I didn't have the, spider tacks and the pine tards and all that you know heck when i was coming up it was still a sinker so you didn't want any stick you wanted you wanted you wanted the sinker to sink more and stick made it spin more and didn't sink as much so games change exactly exactly <laughs> speaking of that same game last night because you're old now speaking of that game last night not only Herman get ejected you, i'm sure you guys saw the whole aaron judge thing where he's looking side-eyeing the crap out of the first base coach or allegedly whatever he was doing I know you. And we asked Corbin Burns this yesterday. If you catch a guy doing that, he's catching one in the ribs, right? That's the only way to stop it, I think, right? Uh, unfortunately, 
uh, whether it's it's kind of everything's changed in the game. Everyone told me they're like, oh, well, if you're giving it and the first base or third base coach can get it, then, you know, it's on you. It's like, no, coaches and dugouts and things like that are out of it. If a guy's on base and he, and he, and he sees it, you know, your grip from second, that's on you. I see that one. But when players that are not on the field or coaches that are not playing the game are involved, that's where I call I think it's too much. Um, everybody can do their homework. They can see things and do all that. But if it's not your teammate and or you in the box getting the tips or whatever, that's that's where I draw the line. Understood. I would I would expect nothing less because we've talked about this. If you catch a guy peeking, it's auto. That's, it's auto rip that's shot. Old, yeah, that's that old school when you, you the guy wears sunglasses and is peeking at the catcher where he goes. That's the same thing, and that's you know that's the old way of. And when it's all said and done, you're trying to create an advantage by by doing something that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fan question here from Brandon. It's actually been a big topic over the past week. This is a good one for you. Brandon goes, do you think Shohei Otani is an ace? <laughs> uh, I mean, his stuff says yes. So that's the, that's the uh, you know, you're looking at, I think he's starting to pitch more. And more each year after Tommy John. So when it's all said and done, you can say what you want. He's yeah, he's an MVP. He's an ace. He's a he's a powerful DH. He's everything that uh, you have wanted in a creative player on MLB The Show. So yeah, you can't say he's not. Okay, how many aces are there in baseball? Ooh, I'd one say, per team. I wouldn't even say no, that. Oakland doesn't no. have one. No, I wouldn't say there's one. I would say on all of baseball, you could classify 10 to 15 guys as aces, true aces. Okay. So so AJ and Kratz were more like 8 to 10. I said more like 15 to 20. So he's right in the middle in there the middle. of the range. And we were going through names because it, it depends on what your definition is. They're, they're doing the whole some guys don't have enough dirt in their spike situation. Like for me, Shohei Otani, it's not like he's a year in. It's been several years. The stuff's sick. Game on the line or whatever. Series on the line or something. If he's on the mound, I feel great. He has Cy Young caliber stuff. It's not like it's been one minute in the league. Like the, There's multiple examples here. Spencer Strider. Ace-like stuff, but not enough yet because he just started last year, right? I got you. I, mean, I feel like Shohei obviously has more more than, along the you know career path than uh, Spencer does. But Spencer's got tremendous stuff watching him pitch, so... I think you, there's a the, the old school in you says, hey, you got to earn it to be the, be an ace. And then there's ace-like stuff. There's a lot of guys with ace-like stuff, but if you haven't done it over the period of time yet, you can't be classified either. So I, I get both sides of that. Okay, so are you we like to We like to anoint, are, are we like to anoint people a little early. Because mm-hmm. if I had to win a game, I'd take Lance Lynn on the mound. Are you an ace? If we're going off Scott's uh, question, I w- if you were if you were to say of my one of the ten to fifteen in the game, no nobody would say yes to that. But when it comes to being able to, uh, when a game's on the line, leave it all out there. I feel like I'm a guy that's in that category. So it just depends on how you want it. If you don't have eye popping stuff, some people don't like it. But there's a lot of guys that fished a long time in this game that didn't have the uh, wow stuff, but they had nuts and guts, and that's all you need to win a game. That's what we've talked about with Lance, too. Also, we're going off a month and a half of baseball. There's the, To me, I don't take too much recency bias, right? Verlander's made a couple, what, three starts or something, and, and two haven't gone well. Scherzer hasn't pitched well. Those guys are both aces right now. I'm going off 
there, there's a past experience factor here for me, just like with Lance, right? We, we've said with Cy Young votes, ERA titles, you know, being in the top fives of things like that, that's been there for a while. So good in my book. Okay. Just saying. All right, good. Thank you for Lance, helping with Lance the debate. Scott, Scott believes everyone gets a trophy, so just no, understand No, that's not that. true at all. Absolutely not true at all. Like, Lance, we it's no secret. Like, the Oakland A's, they don't have an ace. You know, and we can go down the line. I came up with cl- about 20 hey, pitchers. Hey, the great the great Denny Martinez, El Presidente, told me in high A, he goes, you're the ace of that day because you're the guy starting. So you can't say, <laughs> you can't say that, but – that was Denny for you. He was always positive. We've Nuts gotten some guts. of those lines. Nuts and guts, Scott. And don't ever forget it. Yeah, here the we t-shirt. go. All right. Well, Lance, awesome catching up with you. And, uh, yeah, good luck to whoever wins the clank ball. I- I'm glad that that is this the is perfect the name for it. No, I know. That's not the clank ball. It's The clank, clank ball is pretty. stuffed away over there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's I don't know if he's going to want to give it away. You don't want to give it away? No, what I don't mean? know. AJ's going to want to give it away. Oh, well, we already committed to it. Oh, so it's, we're it's going it away. away. No, no, it's going away. I should have got Lance to write, like, I suck at catching clank on it or something. <laughs> yeah, I was using AJ's catching glove from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, good catching up, dude. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right, see you guys. See you, Appreciate Lance. you, man. Nuts and guts. That's I like good it. stuff. That's what it takes to win a game. Nuts and guts. Mm-hmm. Jesus Lazardo from the Miami Marlins joining us right now. And... I've been told, too, because I've, I've interviewed you before, Jesus, but I've been told I can call you Zeus. So is that the nickname flying around? And has that been your nickname your whole life, or that's a Marlins thing? Uh, yeah, no. It's a, Well, it's good to be here with you guys. And, uh, yeah, no, that's been my nickname since I was, like, nine years old. So uh, <clears throat> it's kind of hung around with me forever, and then uh, it stuck with me through Pro Bowl. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's great to talk to you. Appreciate the time. And how's life in South Florida right now while you guys just kind of dance around under the radar there. Yeah, I mean, the you know, I feel like we're we're rolling along, um, playing good baseball, and uh, you know, I feel like the team's doing what we need to do and and taking the positive steps that we need to. So, uh, you know, everything's good over here. This is one of my uh, more excited interviews to do with Jesus because he's from Peru, and one of my favorite places I've ever been is Peru. So I got to ask him. I know you moved to Florida when you were young, but have you been to Peru? Uh, honestly, no, I haven't. I, I actually, I went back one time uh, for maybe like a couple days. Uh, my sister had a swim meet there when I was real young, but um, my whole family's actually Venezuelan. So I went back to Venezuela a lot growing up, but I only went back to Peru one time for uh, a couple days. What's the story there? Because you're the first Peruvian born player in Major League Baseball. Like you mentioned, your, your parents are Venezuelan and then you moved to Miami when you were one so, which is also cool on, on a side note as a Marlins fan, but what was the trajectory for you as a kid? Uh, well, for me, so my parents, uh, obviously my whole family's Venezuelan. They had to move to Peru for three years for a job that my dad got. And then in those three years I was born and then we moved over uh, for the same job. My dad got moved over to South Florida and then I just grew up down here. Interesting. Well, if you ever get back to Peru, make sure you go to Machu Picchu. It's I, I did. I that was the three the three days that we were there. I made sure I got I stopped there. So, but I was okay. also about ten to twelve years old. So I don't I don't remember much. I wish I can go back. So you didn't get the altitude sickness when you're climbing up and down the steps. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like oh, yeah, I, was. I was struggling. I was struggling a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful place. Peruvian so. food for me also Peruvian top three rocks. top three period like 
of a meal for me. Oh. I find it in the U.S. all the time, whenever I can. You find like some authentic oh. Peruvian. Anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, you can tell I haven't eaten yet today. So uh, first <laughs> Venezuela, off, Venezuelan food's not bad either. Now, no, agreed, yeah. absolutely, yes. That whole so, that whole South American cuisine. So how cool is it to be on the Marlins though? Because you grew up a Marlins fan, right? Like who were who was your favorite player growing up? What's the whole deal when you were playing baseball in Florida? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I grew up uh, rocking the number nine because of Juan Pierre. That was my guy. Um, and it's funny, actually, he lives in the town that I went to high school at and I grew up in, in Parkland. So um, it's cool, t- kind of full circle for me playing here. And I grew up, like you said, a Marlins fan. So Juan Pierre, uh, Luis Castillo, Dontrell Willis, uh, Annabelle Sanchez, uh, Josh Beck, I mean, all those guys, those guys were, uh, I remember going, like, skipping school with my dad, and we'd go watch a game every once in a while, so uh, it brings back good memories, for sure. Have you met those guys, spoken to any of them? Yeah, I mean, uh, Juan Pierre, I have, uh, Dontrell Willis, I have, uh, I haven't had the chance to, to meet some of the other guys, but I'm sure I will soon, or I hope so. Juan Pierre, was he eating ice cream when you saw him? Because that dude ate, like, 12 ice cream bars a day and still had, like, an eight-pack. Did you play with him? Yeah. That, okay, what? so... Juan Pierre literally had an eight pack and he'd be like this with ice cream bars all day long, just eating ice cream all day. I'm like, dude, how are you so skinny? He's like, genetic dog. <laughs> I'm like, I guess so. Damn. And he'd be at the field. I don't know. Cause I know he comes, still comes around Mar- the Marlins park a lot, but he'd get to the field at like 11 o'clock for a seven o'clock game, be out there running sprints. That's why he's got the eight pack. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? That's 11 yeah, I mean- o'clock. I didn't. I haven't seen him eat any any ice cream bars, but I don't doubt it. I mean, that dude's in in great shape, and I, I mean, it doesn't surprise me though. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite dudes I've ever played with. I used to tell him all the time. I'm like, Juan, think about this. You're allergic to the ball in left field. We tell him to just get out of the way and let the center fielder come catch it, because every time he go like this, he run back and be like, Juan, dude, just get out of the way. And let our center. No, dog, I'm good. I'm good, dog. I'm like, Juan, please, <laughs> please, Juan. He's the best. He's 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 the best. So you went to Stoneman Douglas High School, which. Everyone knows Stoneman Douglas not only for the the tragedy that happened there, especially from people that are from Florida like myself. Stoneman Douglas is really good in baseball. They're the number one team in the state. They haven't lost in like two years. Was Fitzgerald still there when you were – was he the coach when you were there? Yeah, he was actually uh, kind of the reason I went there. Uh, well, I mean, it was – Oh, it, so he recruited back- you. He recruited uh, I mean, you. Not necessarily. No, I wouldn't say that. Uh, it's actually in my backyard. Um, so – I went to American Heritage, another school down here for middle school. Uh, he was the coach there. He ended up going over to Stoneman Douglas when I was in eighth grade. So the next year was going to be my freshman year. Uh, and it just made more sense. I uh, I literally could walk to school. It was probably like half a mile walk to uh, Stoneman Douglas. My sister went there. So I ended up going there. And, um, you know, we had a pretty good team when I was there my senior year. We ended up winning the national championship. And um, just, I mean, even if you look at them now, they're, I mean, just running over teams. I think they won last night, ten to one. Uh, and the last, I think they they're twenty seven to zero this year. I mean, it's it's incredible what they're doing over there. Yeah, tell tell John Jay when you see him that they beat Columbus last night, ten to one. Oh yeah, we, we just, <laughs> make sure you rub we, that into him, okay? We just had that conversation before I walked in here. Okay, good, good. Uh, how, how is John Jay doing? Because I mean, he's real fresh off the field and and hopped right into a obviously a good situation for him location wise as well. And we're both tight with Jay because he's always been 305 till I die. Oh yeah, no, he's doing well. I mean, we love to have him here. Uh, you know, a great guy to have in the clubhouse, especially, you know, he's a coach. So he's taking on that role really well and helping out a lot of the younger guys and a lot of the outfielders, 
you know, just kind of teaching him the little tips that he that helped him stay in the league for so long and have such a successful career. So we're I mean, we're super thankful for him. And me being a South Florida guy, I love having him around. So let's get into some Marlins stuff. So first hold off, on, hold on. I, I, what? I got something about John Jay before you go into the Marlins. Okay. As John Jay, because I did your game a couple weeks ago and he was still acting like a player. I know Skip <laughs> has to tell him all the time he's not a player. Has any of your players actually said, hey, John, you're not a player anymore. He's out there with the pants pulled up and the tights on. He's taking grounders at shortstop. I'm like, dude, you're a coach. Go out in the outfield and help your outfield. <laughs> he's like, nah, man, nah. You know, you know me, I'm just having fun. Yeah, I mean, no, he I, I mess with him all the time about him shagging. He takes uh, he power shags every day and he's the most serious shagger I've ever seen. I mean, this dude is sweating by by the time the second group's rolling around. So, I mean, it cracks me up. But uh, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of guys do watch and, and take like pointers on him because he he's chasing balls down like it's nothing out there. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I did not know that. That's good shit. So how, what's the key to this team? winning so many one-run games right now. Is it still, when we covered it last week undefeated, because I know obviously yesterday was a one-run win with Solaire's absolute tank as a walk-off for you guys, but are you guys still undefeated on one-run wins? I think we got a one loss. We lost one. Okay. Uh, it might have been two two games ago, maybe. The last one against Cincinnati, I think it was. We lost that one. What, what's been the key? What is it late-game clutchness from the hitting? Does it have more to do with the bullpen, holding down one-run games? What have you seen? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think we have a good mix. Like so, so far, a couple of games have been like you saw last night. You know, we big comeback. Uh, we had Soler hit the walk off bomb. We have had Segura with walk off in the past. Um, just I mean, come from behind. And then in addition to that, uh, our bullpen's been nails lately. And just being able to hold it down. And once the starter comes out of the game, it feels like they're not giving up any runs. So um, you know, and in and. In the odd chance that they do give up a couple runs, our offense has been able to pick them up. So, uh, you know, we're hoping to keep that rolling. Who's the best team in the National League East right now? What's well, a good one? I mean, are you talking? It all. I mean, it depends who you ask. You know, if you ask me, I'm always going to say the Marlins. But uh, you know, if, if you ask someone else, they might tell you the Braves statistically. But uh, I feel like you know, uh, on the baseball field, you always have to believe that you're the best on there. So. Uh, that's that's I feel like that's the way we think. I'll make it easier then. Outside of your, your own bias, what's the best that you've seen in the division and just in total now as we're at the quarter pole of the season where you're like, oh shit, this team's really good. Yeah, I mean the Braves, the Braves are a tough team. I mean you can't you can't knock um, what they've done over the last 162 games uh, dating back to last year. I feel like their lineup one to nine is just. A gauntlet basically they don't give you a break really there's no there's no uh easy out i guess you could say um and you know their starters their bullpen the, everyone's doing what they have to do and uh they just make it tough on you and, and grind you away so um yeah for me they're they're a very tough team and, and clearly they're the front runners right now okay next up for me is we hyped this a lot we weren't there but we watched yuri perez what was that experience like for him? Like, take me through the whole thing and what you were able to observe behind the scenes because we we got a little peek of of Alcantara giving him the video message for the call up. Picking him up from the airport is really first class teammate love, which we really thought was cool. And then, of course, his debut, seeing the first strikeout, his parents watching from home, like setting up the TV on the street with the fam. So what was all of that like from your perspective to be able to watch that on a day you don't get to pitch, so you really get to take in an experience like that, which you've gone through before? 
Yeah, no, it was really cool to see. Uh, I mean, Yuri's such a good kid. Um, I didn't know him until spring training this year. But when I got to meet him, I really got a chance to, like, see. Um, you know, he's such a good kid and a humble kid. And he's not, um, you know, I, I guess some guys come up and they think, you know, they're a 10-year vet right away. But he's the man. He's humble, works hard. Um, we like to call him Sandy Jr. He's Sandy's son, basically. That's what I call him. Because uh, Sandy takes him under his wing. And, you know, and he did a good job of, you know, giving him tips and calming him down and, Yuri listens real well to him. So, uh, but I mean, it was impressive, you know, he watching him go out and control his emotions and do what he does and uh, pitch at a high level and keep us in a ball game. It was, it was awesome to watch. And I was really happy for him. Hopefully, you know, he has that continued success. Are you, are you a vet now? Or are you the guy that he can go to and say, Hey, Hey Yuri, you know, listen, kid, I've been around a long time. I had to play for the A's. Okay. <laughs> I know uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of, I'll tell you about bad things. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not a vet by any means at all. But, uh, <laughs> but I still consider myself uh, one of the young guys, and um, you know, I still have a lot to learn. But I definitely did try to give them a couple tips here and there. I have taken my lumps and my bumps uh, in my road so far, and uh, just little whatever I do, I can do to help him to minimize those bumps for him is is what I'll do. Okay, that's good. So, the A's, you you played for him, you got traded from him. Yeah, traded to him, then he got traded away from him. What What was it like playing there? What was it like? And I know, I've seen some of your comments about you, there were some things you said, which fine, you, they got rid of you, you say whatever you want. What was it like? And do you look back on that and say, okay, it sucked, but it taught me a lot? Or do you look back and say, man, I just wish things would have worked out better? What, what, what's your feelings on them? No, I honestly, I have no uh, feelings of it sucked at all. I had – some of the best times, my best, probably my best memory in baseball, pitching in a playoff game um, in a packed Coliseum. I made some extremely good friends, like relationships over there. Um, like Sean Manaya, Chris Bassett, Frankie Montas, those guys to me were like older brothers. And uh, they like whipped me into shape. Uh, you know, you smurro petite. Uh, I got AJ Puck over here now with us, but he became like my best friend, my roommate for three years over there. Um, I definitely learned a lot. Uh, people definitely say that the Coliseum is is bad and it's it's all these different things but like when you play there and you become it and you like submerge yourself in it I feel like I really loved uh playing over there and just like the grittiness of Oakland and having teams go there and hate to play us over there uh because of how bad it was so I enjoyed my time over there I obviously wish I had more success while I was over there but uh I have nothing bad to say about that organization are you in the text group like Bassett was on with us recently and said he's still got a text group going with a number of the guys and and how they kind of reminisce but also feel bad about the current situation because they're going to be moving and you know it's just tough times there I mean they're not a good team they're not really getting taken care of yeah no uh I'm, I'm in that group uh it's a fantasy football group uh yeah from the one I know at least maybe I'm not in the other one but uh no, yeah, I mean, we reminisce a lot. Uh, I know I, I kind of came up at the end towards, um, you know, that Chapman, Olsen, all that group, but uh, I felt like those guys did helped me a lot when I got up and, and I became friends with all of them. And uh, definitely kind of sucks to see the situation that's going on over there at times now, uh, especially with um, just like the coaches and the development and the people that I knew still over there. But uh, I know, I mean, obviously they're playing better ball now, so, it, it, you know, it's good to see them succeeding. Dude, you, you said you weren't a vet. You've answered these questions though, like a vet. You've given the the standard no hard feelings. The oh, they're playing better ball. They got <laughs> 10 wins finally, so they're playing great ball. 
Yeah, that, that, <laughs> there's like nobody probably left that you even played with over there. He's happy to be where he's at. Very, no, very know, few guys. Yeah, very few guys I, I played but, with. But over the there. thing is, is, is think about the teams that they have, and if they could have kept them together, stacked. Uh, wow. I that mean, when I came up, sick. when I came up, it was uh, Trinan was our closer. Had like a point eight. You had Trevino with like a point nine as a setup. Uh, Petit was locked down at all times. The bullpen was nails, basically. You had Diekman, left-handed specialist. Chappie at third, Olsen at first, Lariano in center. I mean, it, the starters were all gross. It was, I mean, it was incredible. When I came up, I, I felt like my first month, I couldn't even talk because I was so nervous to, like, step on anyone's toes. But then it was the the clubhouse over there was so, uh, it was just so welcoming. It, the group of guys that we had at the time were amazing. So do you look at being traded as a plus because there are a lot of teams that want you? Uh, I mean, I feel like there's, there's, yeah, there's definitely ways to look at it. I was, I was upset at the time when I got traded just because of how I had struggled. And I felt like, uh, I know I had said in the past, it felt like they'd given up on me after a couple of bad months, which was understandable. I did have, um, I mean, the worst year of my career by far. But then uh, I was lucky enough to be traded over here, which was a good situation for me, uh, just being close to home, being close to my family, uh, working with Mel, the pitching coach here. Mel's helped me an incredible amount, and I feel like he got me back on track. Before before we let you go, I have one last question for you. I, I've read all this stuff online. You hurt your hand playing video games. Was it Guitar Hero? You were jamming? <laughs> was it you are playing the drums on Rock no. Band? Nothing like that. Fortnite, I mean, you got it, mad and you punched the table. No, no he's a nice I don't guy. have a, I don't have a, a big temper tantrum. I don't have like, I don't lash out like that. I mean, it was a, a stupid accident and a mistake. And uh, I mean, I, I had to take full responsibility for it, and I and I still do. But uh, it's definitely something in my past, and it won't, it definitely won't happen again. I can tell, I can tell you guys that. So, so what was it? Because I don't even, I just, I just read you hurt your hand playing video games. Yeah, I mean, I hit my I hit my hand on the edge of the table uh, while I was playing video games, and that's basically it. I hit it in an extremely funky and like the wrong spot, the wrong time. And I wish I you know I wish I didn't. Maybe if I hit it in a different spot, it would have been just a, a bone bruise, not even. But uh, I mean, it broke. So that's I mean, it is what it is. It's back to full. Strength. I mean, that's it's one of the all. I look, it sucks, but it's one of the all time injuries you've ever heard of. In baseball, yeah, there's yeah. a oh, I, I know, but that's one of them. I broke my finger playing video games. Did, what, what? Who was it the other day? Did you see? Uh, you know who I'm talking about? Who had the injury the other day? Like a, a random one. I'll get it. I'll get okay. it. I have. I have. I mean, just, it's like the guy picked up a suitcase and hurt his. Yeah, back you got that stuff in baseball. All Trevor the time. Bauer cut his fingers on a plane with his drones. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That you're asking for it. All right, I, got, I, got, I, got, I still get questions all the time when I'm shagging. I'll get a little kid ask me what game did I hurt my hand on. So what, what game was it? Uh, what game I couldn't was even it? tell you. I, I was. It wasn't even like out of anger. It was more of like I just like hit it in the wrong spot at the wrong time. It wasn't. It wasn't like out of out of anger towards any game or anything like that. I was you're more. Not, I was very relaxed. If anything, you're not a rage quitter. As my kids no. call it, you're no, not a not rage quitter where you get mad you just Does quit. Does he seem like one? No, not at all. I get more. Shit. I get more frustrated. Uh, I I mean, I would get way more frustrated on a ba on a pitching mound than I would at a video game. I'll tell you that. And I've never punched anything after a bad outing. So that's good. As you should keep all it right. that way, please. I, I've got, I've got. There's a lot of fan questions here, so let me. Just, I'll pick like two or three quick hitters. Okay. Uh, from Rico, since you've been in the AL and NL, which ballpark is best visiting clubhouse? Ooh, best visiting clubhouse. Uh, wow, it's a good one. I'm trying to think of some. I mean, the Yankees had incredible food, so I, I, I have to say Yankees. 
That's popular in our group too, right? Wasn't yeah. that the pick from us? That Lewis? was the pick, yeah. yeah. I said Tampa, but that's okay. You're oh, Florida by. Cuban sandwiches are good too. Hey, that's what I said. Yes, that's true. I did hear that. Uh, TC said, ask Jesus if he's going to be attending some heat games against the Celtics. Uh, I hope so. I mean, we're going on a 12-day road trip, so it'll be a little tough. But hopefully they make it, um, you know, to, to – I mean – long enough for, for us to come back and, and be able to make some games, but I hope so. Yeah, I think with that trip, he needs an NBA Finals appearance then. Yeah. That wouldn't be yeah. too bad. Although the NBA, NBA does play like once every four days. True. Right. NBA does play like once every four days, so by the time you guys get back from the 12-day road trip, you <laughs> might be on like game three. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And, and last one from Brandon. What's it like having a front row seat to guys like Arise and Sandy? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Uh, first off with the rise, I mean, it feels like every time he gets up, it's an automatic knock. Um, watching him hit for the cycle and just, like, seeing the pitches that he hits, uh, it's incredible. He'll spray it all over. He'll take any any pitch you throw in the zone, out of the zone, he'll spray it all over. So it's incredible. And watching Sandy, obviously, I feel like I take a lot, um, just a lot – I pick up a lot from him, the way he handles certain situations, the way he attacks certain guys. Obviously, we're different pitchers and with different stuff, but um, his mentality and, and the way he goes about his business is second to none. So uh, I'm a big fan of watching, you know, being able to sit here and watch. I'm a big Arise guy, you know. Yes, you are. You love Arise. He thinks Arise is the greatest player since. Uh, no, I. he uh, does. He is. Jesus probably seeing this firsthand. One of the most unique ball players because 100%. it's a different at bat. The way that he's able to, I don't know if it's like toying with pitchers, but he doesn't miss anything. No, you're right. Bat to ball. If, if he punches out, it's, if he punches out, it's, it's almost like we're in shock. Yeah. So is Scott. That's, trust me. So I Scott, am. trust I am. me. What? You, you lied. You said you were done. You had no, I have more? one more quick question for you. Sorry. This popped up because we were talking about a rise. WVC, I was at the Venezuela USA game in Miami. Is that the best game you've ever been a part of? The most exciting game? Because for me as a fan watching it, it was off the charts. Yeah, I mean, the energy, uh, the whole WBC, but that game, especially the energy and even being on the wrong side of that game uh, was incredible just to watch like the atmosphere, uh, see all the emotion. Like you see these big guys like Trout, you see Turner, you see Mookie Betts and like showing all this emotion that you probably haven't seen them show before and see how much that means to them. Um, it was incredible to see. And I mean, even from our side, when we were up and, you know, how exciting those games were, it was it was such a fun time for me. It was an incredible experience. Did you ever think about telling Kehada to calm down? <laughs> no, no I love that. Dude, he struck out. I dude, he strike out at the end of the ripping his shirt. Oh, off. he's like, <laughs> and then USA is like, okay, we see you. Trey Turner's like, okay, we got you now. That's not why he. I know, him, I know, but he tell was, him. Tell he was him. off the charts, crazy. Yeah, which was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, no, he. I mean, he's a guy that that kind of he needs that that fire uh, to to succeed. So. Um, I mean, I I, I kind of liked it. To be honest, it kind of brought out the WBC energy that, like, was going on in the stands. It felt like it was on the field. I'm with you. Hey. I agree. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Hey, Zeus, great having you on. We appreciate the time, and uh, good luck. We're watching, man. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Foul Territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. 
place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.